0: And welcome back everybody to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Thursday, May sixth edition, eight game slate on tap free you. It's an early one, starting at ten o five Eastern, one o five or ten o five Pacific, one o five Eastern, and goes until about four o five Eastern, one o five Pacific. So, eight game slate throughout the morning and early afternoon. So, you have a, a light evening of action, like one or two games. So, you might have to, you know, hang out with the family. See how that goes for you. But uh, we'll get you all covered for this eight game. Early Slay. It's a fun one. Got some good pitching. Got some really good hitting to attack. Kind of like the Wednesday's action. Hope everybody had, had a successful Wednesday. I know there's some nice sweating going on in the FSD Slack chat. Fancy Degen Slack chat. So if you want to get up in there, just hit me up on Twitter at BDN Get me your email. We'll get you in there for free. Also, if you'd like to see my written content, it's at rotoballer.com. It, on Thursday, I'll have your free DraftKings pick. So come check all that good stuff out. Also, if you give a rate and review to the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. We have the season-long ba- fantasy baseball podcast, Benched with Bubba, and all kinds of other good stuff. So come check it all out. And if you want to watch the podcast instead of just listening to, it, listening to it on your phone or your apps, go to the Rotobar YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, share. All the good stuff over there. But like I said, eight games for you on a Thursday. Let's check out the totals. we got seven of the eight totals on this one for you. Astros, Yankees, seven and a half. Brewers, Phillies, seven. Tigers, Red Sox, eight and a half. Mets, Cardinals, eight. Indians, Royals, eight and a half. Jays, A's, eight and a half. Braves, Nationals, nine and a half. So as you can tell by just the totals alone, we start with some pitching matchups, and then it gets into the hitting. So it's going to be a fun slate. It's going to be an all-dayer type deal to get us going, and let's kick it off with the pitching on this slate. Garrett Cole leads the way at 10-5. Yeah, I'm not going to go too deep on this one. It's the Houston Astros. We know they're a good offense. They're starting to get it kicking. But um, it's Garrett Cole. The Astro strike out twenty percent of the time versus righties. Two forty five average, one seventy one ISO, one ten WRC plus. So slightly above average offense that doesn't strike out a lot. So that's tricky. But it's Garrett Stinking Cole who's just outstanding. He's a quality starts machine. Uh, one four three ERA right on the year. He's given up five total or four total earned runs over the entire season, which encompasses about like thirty four innings or so. He's been that darn good. He has 10 or more strikeouts on four of five starts, eight or more in every one of them, three straight starts of 10 or more strikeouts. Like last start, he pitched six innings, 18 outs. Or no, he had more than 18 outs, six innings. This interesting. But uh, 12 strikeouts, four ground ball outs, three fly ball outs. Like the dude, that was an 87 pitch. They yanked him early because they were cruising past Detroit. But even against Cleveland, Tampa Bay, the dude's a beast. He's got such a great floor. Just a matter of how many strikeouts does he get against Detroit? I mean, against Houston. Should get a fair share. But I just realized they don't strike out a lot, but it could be a good day. Get a, get a different lineup out there. So have some fun with it. But Garrett Cole, he's the uh, the ace with the bullet. So if you feel like paying up, and you can, because there's tons of value, you can go to Garrett Cole at 10-5. If you want to save in a tournament, like in, in Cassius, play Cole and move on, most likely. Uh, Woodruff at 93 is a good tournament play. Peralta blew up. give gave up a grand slam. Other than that, he was okay. Woodruff's been a very similar guy. He's given up no more than uh, two run runs his opening day. He got three on opening day. his last five starts, no more than two runs. He's got at least six innings in uh, two, four, five straight starts. He has um, six or more strikeouts in every start. The dude's been darn good. 20 or more DK points in all but one start out of his last five. He's a quality start machine going up against the Philadelphia offense. You can pick on like DD hit the granny. Peralta was kind of wild. That's always Peralta's deal. If he's wild, it gets messy. But uh, you still have a Phillies team striking out 26% of the time. First right-handed pitching. Probably no Bryce Harper still, battling the wrist injury. So Woodruff at 93, definitely a good tournament play uh, if you want to go that direction. The potential chalk on this slate, and I have no problems with it. If you want to go Cole and Danny Duffy in cash, that is fine. But I will play the chalky Danny Duffy at $8,800. bucks. So i am just going to take that chalk and run. The dude has given up a total of two earned runs the entire season. He's given up four runs, but two earned runs. Those run on two home runs. Like That's how good the guy's been. The strikeouts have been there six or more Ks and four straight starts, five or more in the entire season. He's gone six or more innings and four or five starts. He has over 22 DK points in every single start this season. He faced Cleveland on opening day, six shutout innings, two hits, three walks, five Ks for 24.5 points. He's only gotten better since then. It's a Cleveland offense that doesn't strike out a lot versus lefties but he still managed five strikeouts in that game, and he's gotten better, uh, just below 20% carries, So similar to the Astro situation with Cole, but they're hitting a buck 98, 163 ISO, and an 87 WRC+. So I, I like Danny Duffy quite a bit. He's going to be chalk, and I'm pretty sure I'm eating that chalk on Thursday. Another guy, Nate Evaldi, 8,400 bucks. Guess who he's playing, everybody? The Detroit Tigers, guess what we do? We play against the Detroit Tigers. It's just how it's going to go. Lefties are really bad. Righties is just as bad. So don't even, don't even fret. Just walk with it. He's got at least five innings in every start. That's the one thing with Evaldi. Sometimes he doesn't go deep enough. But a big, big strikeout arm with Evaldi and facing a Detroit team like we love to target, striking out 30% of the time versus right-handed pitchers, 79 WRC plus versus right-handed pitching. They're dreadful. Like if you want to play some Tiger bats, we'll talk about them because you'll get a lot of bullpen because Evaldi doesn't go deep in games. But at the same time, Evaldi at 84, definitely in play on this evening. Last one I'm looking at here is Michael Pineda at 7500 bucks at home against the Texas Rangers. Pineda, uh, five innings in his last start, one run, uh, seven or no five strikeouts for 20 points. He has tw- basically 19 or more points in four or five starts. He got blown up against Pittsburgh of all teams. But other than that, he's been very, very effective, going about five to six innings in each start, five or more Ks in each start. It's like not flashy with Piñata, but it's good enough. It's 7500 bucks. There's not a lot of good cheap options that I like on this slate. And I don't think you need to go too much cheaper because of all the value bats you have on this slate. And you got Texas offense that strikes out over 30% of the time. They're like, they're like the Detroit Tigers, but everybody wants to go play Evaldi. And you got Piñata right here. They have a better offense overall, hitting 235, 155 ISO, 104 WRC. That's better than the Detroit, but that's basically average. That's an average offense. So you got the strikeouts with Piñata, 7500 bucks, getting a nice value there. No problem with him at all. So it's Cole up top. Not a whole lot of explanation needs to be made there. I think Woodruff at 93 is a good GPP play, like a really good GPP play. that will come in basically unnoticed, especially after Peralta got blown up on Wednesday night. Love Danny Duffy. Going to be chalk. It's pretty much going to be Cole and Duffy in, in cash. That's what's going to be pretty much everywhere, I'd imagine, unless something really strange happens. And I got no problem with it. I think it's a great cash combo. But that's what you're going to see. I like Eovaldi quite a bit against Detroit. I like Pineda quite a bit against Texas. If you like wanted to go Duffy and Evaldi in cash, you can. Just realize Eovaldi has been blown up from time to time, so it's possible. Um, but Cole and Duffy don't uh, don't have the biggest strikeout situation. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But Cole, Duffy, for me and cash for now, we'll see how lineups come out. It is gateway day, so we're going to see some wonky lineups. So keep that in mind. But those are the main five arms I'm looking at there. Cole, Woodruff, Duffy, Ivaldi, Pineta. So if you want to get different in tournaments, you can fade Cole um, or you can fade Duffy. I'd prefer not fading both, but you can. And you can focus on Woodruff, Ivaldi, and Pineta. Those are kind of the angles for pitching on this slate to be a little different if you want to go that route. But let's talk bats. We got a lot of them. We, as I mentioned, le- reading the totals, as the day goes on, as the heat warms up, the uh, the totals get better and better. So catcher's position on this slate. Garver went deep on Wednesday. Good matchup for Jordan Lyles. The Twins are very, very much in play tonight. So are the Royals. Uh, Salvi's 48. I prefer Garver actually in this matchup. Or, like usual, I'm on to save money at catcher's position. That's just how we're going to roll, especially in cash. Let's just go down to our guys. Jan Gomes versus Drew Smiley. We're all in on Washington. Gomes went deep on Wednesday. He's only $3,400 versus Drew Smiley. We'll get all aboard that train once again. And then our buddy who went deep? Um, if you want to go Kisner at 3K versus Walker, you can, but uh, William Contreras, he went deep for us on Wednesday. He's facing John Lester. He's 2900 bucks. so I like those two quite a bit. Keep an eye on uh, some other potential guys. Get, remember, getaway day, you might get some nice sneaky values at the catcher's position. First base position, yeah, Freddie Freeman has hit Lester very, very well in his career. Freddie Freeman's also ice cold right now, so pick your poison. Lester's really annoying because he can, like, limit damage from time to time like Dallas Keiko can, but we've also seen Lester just go full Lester. It's his second star back this season, so keep that in mind from the COVID IL. So Freeman at 56. I like Toronto. They've been pretty much ice cold overall since they've left good old Coors South and Dunedin, Florida. You get a a day game in Oco, which plays a lot lot smaller than usual. The wind right now looks like it's blowing out pretty heavy to center field in Oko, and you got Mike Fires on the map. So uh, Vladito at fifty five is very, very intriguing. Paul Goldschmidt hit an absolute moonshot on Wednesday. He's fifty three versus Taiwan Walker, and then Pete Alonso swinging a good at fifty two. So you got some really good options up top. I think I prefer Vladito out of the group, but all pretty good, especially if you are stacking. That's that's the angle I would go with there. Uh, Carlos Santana at forty eight. I love a royal stack yet again. We keep riding those bats. So if you are stacking up Kansas City, don't forget Mister Carlos Santana. Ryan Zimmerman, Washington, very, very much in place. forty-two versus Smiley. He usually hits third or fourth when the lefties on the bump. So keep him in mind. If you're not playing Panetta, I have no problem playing Nate Low in Cash and in tournaments. He's thirty-six hundred bucks. Another nice productive. I believe he got up to double digits. If not, he's at nine for sure. I think he got up to double digits uh, last time I checked. But he's another nice value at thirty-six hundred bucks in his situation. A few others you can look at like Miguel Sano's back. He's in eighth on Wednesday. Not the most ideal spot, but thirty three hundred bucks for Jordan Lyles if you want a value against uh, Lyles who can get just destroyed. Sano is a good one if you're not using Woodruff. Brad Miller's thirty two, another value in his situation. Other than that, uh, like you know, Matt Carpenter's twenty seven hundred. He's first base, second base for stacking St. Louis when Carpenter plays. He usually hits fifth, fourth, or fifth the last few times. So it's a great spot for the stack, and it's very affordable at 2700 He's first base, second base. And then Vogelbach's only 26 He put up a nine points for you. He was cheap. He's cheap again. So if you're stacking Milwaukee, which I don't mind against Wheeler, I think they'll come in lower own than they did on Wednesday because the matchup's a lot, quote-unquote, tougher with Wheeler on the mound. Um, Vogelbach at 26 is a is a very good value as well. Uh, second base position on this slate, you got Merrifield at fifty one. We just if you're stacking KC, Merrifield's phenomenal. Uh, switch hitting, Ozzie Albies at forty seven. He's had great success versus Lester as well, so don't sleep on him. If you're stacking St. Louis, Tommy Edmond at forty six is in play for you. Uh, going on down, you got Jed Lowry switch hitting versus Ryu at forty one. Ryu making his return from the IL. Not sure how many innings he's going to go. Then you get some Toronto bullpen potentially. So Lowry at forty one, not a bad value. Colton Wong at four K if you're stacking uh, Milwaukee. He's there for you. Kiki Hernandez has been leading off for Boston. I love Boston. Again, I'll go back to that well against Turnbull and the bullpen. Kiki's 39. Not a bad look. Uh, Josh Harrison and Matt in second for uh, Washington. He's 38 for your Washington national stacks. I mentioned there's a lot of offense tonight. Yes, or today, I should say, because it's a day slate. Lots of offense. Uh, a few others to take a peek at. If you're getting cheap, cheap. Uh I mentioned Matt Carpenter at 27. If Joe Panic cracks the Toronto line, he's second base, third base at 27. If you want to get really weird with your Toronto stack panics there and affordable third base position. Uh, J Ram went deep on Wednesday, 57 versus Duffy. If you're fading Duffy, uh, I don't know if I'm full stacking Duffy, but uh, J Ram would be one of my top priorities, obviously switch hitting. And then if you, if, if you if your idea is Duffy gets chased, well then you get some, some Royals bulbs, which has been, been okay, but let's be real. It's got Wade Davis and Greg Holland before it gets to the big boys. So um J ram can be quite nice uh rafael devers no problem with that at 52 in a stack same with josh donaldson has been sitting second for minnesota he's 5100 uh aaron has been heating up he's 49 for your st louis stacks i'm gonna this is a day for some nice stacks that's for being sure because there's some good good ones to, to take a look at on this slate a few cheapers like chapman's 43 needs to get it going could be ryu time austin riley's down to 39 put up a dud on Wednesday, don't mind going back at him at 39 for nice value. If you're not paying Evaldi, Congolario at 38 is a good price tag. Good, good price tag. Him and Goodrum and um Grossman, very affordable, cheap pieces of Detroit. Not sure if you guys have been paying attention to the show lately, but uh, Hunter Dozier been on fire. He went deep off of Shane Bieber on Wednesday. He's third base outfit eligible. And I've been telling you guys to play him while he's cheap because he's still cheap. He's thirty five hundred bucks but that price tag is slowly arising. Um, usually when he's hitting, he's in the mid-fours to upper-fours. So he's at 35 right now. Good matchup versus McKenzie. McKenzie hasn't gone really past four full innings. He hasn't gone through five in a while. So you're going to get some Indians bullpen early in that one. So Dozier and the Royals, nice cheap piece at 35. Other than that, like Travis Shaw is 33. If you're stacking up Milwaukee, you mentioned Joe Panic. That's pretty much about it at the position. Shortstop. Yeah, Bogarts. If you're stacking Toronto, but Trey Turner went deep for us on Wednesday. If you're in the Slack chat, we were on Bogarts. The weather concerned us. I said switch to Turner if you're worried at all. That's the that's the, the logical pivot. I even said it on the show at forty seven hundred dollars, he was too cheap, and he went deep. He's fifty three hundred bucks. I love him against Drew Smiley because I just can't stand not stacking against Drew Smiley. So Trey Turner at fifty three is great, but Xander at fifty one a phenomenal play as well. They both. It's like usual. Turner Bogarts. Bogarts is cheaper tonight, but that matchup versus Smiley for Turner. Finger looking good, folks. Finger looking good. So Turner and Bogarts, both both strong plays there. If you're stacking Minnesota, the Jorge Polanco at 49, second base, shortstop eligible. Don't sleep on him because a lot of people won't play, pay that price tag for him. So it makes your 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 chalkier stack more contrarian when you play Jorge Polanco. Um, Marcus Simeon slowly heating up. He's 46 in, in that stack. Young, I believe he went deep on Wednesday. He's 43 versus Taiwan Walker. IKF in your Texas stacks at 42, he will, he will get pretty much overlooked. So that's a good contrarian angle on that stack. Nico Goodrum mentioned him earlier. Didi hit the granny. I'm not going back to that well, but I get it if you want to. Other than that, it's the usual. Like, you just kind of have to pay up. Like a Rosario, Andres Jimenez are cheap versus Duffy. Just not sure I'm getting there. So I'm probably paying up as usual at the position between like Bogarts and Turner unless my stacks dictate going somewhere else. But that would be my main main targets so on the slate. Heading to the outfield on this eight game day slate. You got Buxton who just continues to hit another double, uh, getting it done at 5,800 bucks. You got Acuna in a good spot. Uh, Nelly, he got some hits, just didn't go over the fence, unfortunately. He's 53. I love Minnesota. Buxton and Nelly are phenomenal plays. Just Dongs Martinez went deep on Wednesday. He's in a very, very nice spot again against the Bull at 52. So you got your big dogs up top, usually for stacking situations. But if you're playing in cash, I usually don't like paying up at outfield. But if you are Buxton at 58, he's just consistent as it comes right now him and Acuna are just great but I like Buxton's matchup against Lyle so much better so um, yeah I'll go that route going cheaper Ozuna versus Lester if you're stacking Atlanta or even want a one-off Ozuna really good history against Lester he's 4,800 Loriano went deep on Wednesday he's 47 I like that move again if you're fading Duffy we love the, fr- the Franimal versus lefties he's 45 Cutch uh, is slowly heating up he's 4,200 bucks versus Woodruff if you want to go that direction. Uh, cheaper than 4k now like teoscar is 4k if you're stacking toronto it's a nice cheaper piece of the pie um Gritchick at 38 it's a nice cheap piece as well I mentioned a medrazario and then jordan luplo 37 each for cleveland if you're fading the duff master he's going to be chalk, so that's a good contrarian stack if you want to go that route um, one of these days duffy will get blown up so pick your poison but Dozier at 35, again, love that play. Max Kepler's only 34. He led off against a righty on Tuesday, bad seventh against a lefty on Wednesday. I'd imagine he's leading off again. So if Kepler's leading off at 34, that's cash game value, and it's just overall awesome value to begin with. So Kepler at 34, keep an eye on the lineups. Um, Grossman, again, I mentioned Grossman, could be a $3,300 cheapie. Brad Miller at 32. Um, you got Josh Daniels, but put their lefty, though. But um, Jorge Soler at 32, get there. Joey Gallo in a tournament at only 31. Tyler O'Neill is only 3K versus Taiwan Walker. That's a phenomenal tournament value. O'Neill is hitting the ball extremely well, super cheap on this one, so keep him on your mind. Uh, Benintendi is only 3K. He is hitting well, hitting second for the Royals, so don't hate that at all. Ad- least Adoles- Adoles- Garcia is only 3K. Another, like they're so cheap. Our, our Royals, our Rangers, our Brewers, 3K Jackie Bradley Jr. Low Kane's 2,900. He hit, put up 18 points. Avisal Garcia is down there. He put up 20 points. Like, like Aviso Garcia is 2,700 bucks for Wheeler. Kyle Tucker is down to 27. Victor Robles is 27 versus Drew Smiley. Robles, he's not playing great, but he's, he's starting to get hits. He's hit safely in four of his last six for Robles. That's pretty darn good. And he's 2,700 versus Drew Smiley. Like, I'm not saying run to play Robles, but if you want a wraparound stack with Turner and the guys up top, it's not the worst thing. Uh, Kyle Garlick's here at 26, Piscotty week at 26, lots of value as usual. Like Kevin Pillar's down here, has been hitting cleanup. Tons of value in the outfield. Makes it so hard to pay up. But um, the one thing I'll mention, and it could have worked well on Wednesday, if you're paying up for pitching with all these value bats because we wanted the value stacks because we liked them better, period, you could leave money on the table. There's nothing wrong with that. We talk about it in golf all the time. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. But in reality, like on Wednesday – The the aces didn't really ace. They kind of all played the same. They're kind of mediocre. They still got you great floors, which is what you're looking for. Um, The ceilings weren't really there, but you could have played both aces and you could have stacked like uh, Kansas or you wouldn't have stacked Kansas City if you had Bieber. But like Kansas City was cheap, Milwaukee was cheap, and and, uh, Texas was cheap, and and they're all decent production wise, especially Milwaukee and Kansas City, and they didn't cost you anything. So you could have left the money on the table for sure. So something to keep in mind when you're building. You don't have to spend all your money. That's very, very simple. It's tough. It doesn't look good. It's not fun. But if you really like where you're at, if you really like your stacks and you like your money, walk away. Just walk away. Just trust the process. Uh, recapping the pitching, my main pitchers, Garrett Cole, Brandon Woodruff, Danny Duffy, Nate Yavaldi, Michael Pineda. Those five. Those are the main five I'm going with. Uh, you got your cash game, Cole-Duffy combo. You can mix it up if you want, but that's the main one, Cole and Duffy and then get weird in your tournaments if you if you choose. My main stacks, Toronto, Washington, Kansas City, Boston, and Minnesota. Those are my main ones right now. If you want to go back to Milwaukee, no problem with that at all, especially for the value in that one. But my main one is Toronto, Washington, Kansas City, Boston, Minnesota. No specific order yet. want to see lineups, all that good stuff. But those are the ones I'm looking at to go with the five pitchers I'm looking at and all that good stuff. So eight games on your Thursday. Hit me up on Twitter at BD If you want to get the Fantasy DJ Slack chat, slide me that email. Also, check out my written content at rotoballer.com. You have your free DraftKings Picks article coming out on Thursday for you, bright and early. Also, if you give a rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Kits, I would truly appreciate it. But until next time, this was MLB DFS Quick Kits, your May 6th edition. I'm out.